Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. What's up out there, podcast land? Man, so glad you are here with us. Hey, I'm Pastor Hank, and this is the Mosaic of Marion. And hey, got my home slice hey, with me. Hey, everybody. What's up, Miss Mona? Hey, How you doing, girl? I'm good. Much better than last week. No headache today. Good. So, yeah, all is good. Peeps were worried last week. Oh, Seriously. That's so sweet. They said they could tell. <laughs> and second, they told me to be quiet this week and let you talk. <laughs> so I did well, that's much, not going to happen. I did too much talking last week. I so, needed you last week. <laughs> so, we got producer Dan. He is no mic tonight. No. Oh but he's over there. Um, he's checking out all of our numbers and everything. So, hey, we're good this week, Producer Dan, so far. Hey, we he's got the thumbs, thumbs up. up there. So, um, hey, once again, I am Pastor Hank, Pastor of Marion Baptist Church, and Miss Mona is with us, my mm-hmm. home slice. I yep. uh, even love it's on the um, our website that you are my home or our home <laughs> slice, our home slice. That was term. So, have you figured out what it meant yet? No. Uh, no. But I, I know it's a good thing, so that's good. Yes, it We're is. Just yes, it go is. With that. Yep. Yes, it is. So give a shout out to all the home slices out there. Yeah. And <laughs> so, hey, turn in your Bibles to Exodus chapter 20. Um, so we're sort of um trying to figure out where we're going with this thing. <laughs> we sort of have a couple of ideas, and um, we're prepared. Don't worry. But we, we, we have a couple different ways. We're just going to see how the Holy Spirit leads. Well, that's and, how we usually do. Well, Sometimes we think we know where we're going. But I think this may have been one of the only times I came in really thinking one way and you came in thinking the other way. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, seriously, it's yeah. one, very few. No, because usually I just don't have Yeah, usually you're like, whatever you want to do, I'll roll with it. Or usually I'm like, whatever you want, we'll roll with yep. it. So to, but today, so we're just going to go, and man, we're going to honor the Lord here. Mm-hmm. And um, hey, I want you to know out there, I just want to make this statement. Um, if you're listening, um, just know this. Jesus is still on the throne. Yes. God's still in heaven, yep. and he has his hand on the thermostat. Holy Spirit is still working. So hey, yep. guess what, y'all? Everybody out there, take a collective breath yep. and just relax. Yep. You know, I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring, but the old saying is, but I know who holds tomorrow. Yep. And that is so true. So, trust the Lord. Uh, that and a $1.50 will buy you a small cup of coffee. So, um, but what I gave you was absolute truth. Anyway, so, what's happening? What? <laughs> Wait, didn't we go through this already? I don't know, but what's happening? I don't know. Kindergarten. This week's kindergarten. Oh, boy. Not, yeah. I thought you were in preschool. Well, you know, I substitute. I go where they need me. She graduated. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back in preschool in a couple weeks, though. <laughs> hey, guys. want to give a shout-out um, also to our Facebook Live. We've just sort of updated all of our IT this past week. So, you know, if you want a little bit more um, from me specifically, because I'm the one preaching. <laughs> <laughs> So that's Facebook Live. I'm not doing Facebook Live. But she is on the praise team. I so am. you might. Do we do this music yet? We're still yes, not doing sir. the music. No, nope, I have not, not convinced y'all to do that it's yet. It's not legal. Just put it out there, man. It's not legal. Hey, I was told one time if you're not breaking the law, you're not trying hard enough. So let's just <laughs> <laughs> let's roll with it. Don't worry, we'll keep them on the street. And I'm kidding, law officers. <laughs> I follow the law. So anyway, hey, so why don't you pray? And then read our text, which is verses, what, four through six. Yep. Okay? All right. All right. 
All right. Heavenly Father, thank you so much that we can be here. I just um, thank you for the blessing. I thank you for those who are listening. I pray that as we speak, that we would rightly handle your word of truth. And I pray that ears would be open to hear. And Lord, um, may we follow your Holy Spirit and may your Holy Spirit guide us and teach us. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So Exodus 20, verses 4 through 6. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. Amen. Amen. So um, we'll just start off with this. A way I was thinking about today and doing some reading and research about it and studying, if you really can look at um, the first commandment, really tells us who the object of our worship is to be. Because here's the truth. You mm-hmm. might want to talk about this for a minute. We were made to worship. Right. We were constructed yes. um, to worship God. Right. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. But sin has so marred everything, and it's affected every part of creation. You know, the Bible says there in Matthew chapter 24 that all of creation groans Mm -hmm. um, looking for his coming. But it also marred our view of who we're to worship. Right. Quite explicitly shown um, there in the garden when Eve chose to worship um, the lust of the eyes, Mm -hmm. the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. So... Know this, that you and I were built to worship something. Now, that's why I believe number two is number two. Because then just tells us the object of our worship, then he tells us how to worship. Right. Yes. Good. No, that's great. And and we did talk about it last week. Um, We talked about idols last week. Um, But... um, But I'm glad... I'm glad that you were making that distinction to show... um, because even I, I'll confess, even I had to look at this and say and remind myself it is two separate commands. Mm-hmm. And it's not one one command that we have broken up. It is two separate commands. And so um, I like how you have pointed out the reason why it's two separate. And, and it's true. So so the question then is this. So how do we worship? That's our sort of our question for tonight. Right. And and we are going to hit on idols just a little bit to to bring to bring you up because it talks about it graven images right. carved images, and it says uh, how crazy was it back in the day? Right. So think about it. We, we God moves in our lives. He leads us out of slavery, and just think that quickly. So they go out from there, and Moses up on top of the mountain meeting with God, and these guys are like we want something to worship. Right. We don't know when Moses is coming yeah, back. Yeah, we don't know if he if we, he's coming yeah, back. Right. So, man, give us something, Aaron. Let's let's have it. So you fashion something <clears throat> with your hands, and you're going to set it on a desk and say, "Well, that's what I'm going to worship." Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that's crazy. <laughs> well, you know that's funny that you bring it up because I didn't tell you it's going to. But in Isaiah 44, it talks about that. In Isaiah 44, if it I can does. get there, I, it does. Yes. I, I love it. And it makes me chuckle a little bit every time I read it because it's kind of a almost almost sarcastic. Maybe you might even say it's sarcastic. I do believe the Lord has some sarcasm <laughs> in himself. He but, definitely has it when he wrote his word. Right. In Isaiah 44, starting in verse 9, he talks about how, um, well, I'm going to jump down to in verse 13-ish, 14, he talks about how the... Um, 
they take a piece of wood in verse 14, he cuts down cedars or he chooses a cypress tree or an oak tree and lets it grow strong among the trees of the forest. He plants a cedar and the rain nourishes it. Then it becomes fuel for a man. He takes a part of it and warms it. He kindles a fire. He breaks bread. He also makes a God and worship it worships it he makes it an idol and falls down before it half of it he burns in the fire over the half he eats meat he roasts it and is satisfied he warms himself and says ah i have warm i've seen the fire and the rest of it he makes into a god his idol and falls down to it and worship it and prays to it and says deliver me for you are my god and and I just know that God is saying, do you not see how ridiculous that that's what, is? That's what he's saying. Going, exactly. You guys nuts. <laughs> do you not see how ridiculous that is? That you've taken the same piece of wood, the same tree, and you've made it into wood that you can use to heat yourself, wood that you can cook over, and a God that you can worship. Now, how can it be? <laughs> yeah, how can that wood, if that wood was so special, right. <laughs> why did you use it for these other things? Right. I thank God every once in a while, i got to have some head slaps. Right. <laughs> he just got to look at it going, oh my God. Or gib slaps. Yeah, or, yeah. <laughs> or gib slaps. But we're just as bad today. Absolutely, and that I was going to say that, so go for that. Well, it's just my thought of whatever we, now, most of us don't. Most don't. There are some religions that do. Religion is a man-made um, type of worship, quote-unquote. But in America, you very seldom will go in somewhere that they have these little animals or little stick figures or whatever, you know, sitting around. But that doesn't mean there's no idols right. in their house. Right. You know, it, it could be, and I've said this many times, your idols today could be the house you live in, mm-hmm. the car you drive, the clothes you wear. The one that I think we really don't want to touch is your family. Yep. I I honestly think that's one of the biggest ones yep. today. Um, is that they? Well, it's my family, or I, I just I understand your family, and I understand that's sort of the first thing God created after He created Adam when He brought Eve to Him and made a family. But He didn't want you to make, put your family above God, right? And so we don't have these tangible things of that that we can look at and say, "Well, I made this." But it's the same thing. Yep. There it, it is. I mean, your car is made out of whatever. Some, right. A Pepsi can with the Pepsi <laughs> scraped off and tires put on it. And your house is your house is made, made from wood, wood right. or brick or something. Right. And so it's these things that we send or your job. Mm-hmm. We just sort of sell our soul to it. And I thought about this when I was reading it. Um, don't let the world seduce your soul. Yes. Don't let the world get you to think that the most important thing you can do is to try to get the most toys because the one with the most toys wins. I hate to break to you, but I would have to argue that the one with the most toys probably is not going to win. Right. So we have these idols today and we worship them and we do this and we go out of our way to make sure there's enough wax on our car or that our house is spick and span spotless or we got this or our family is just so, or we have the perfect clothes or the perfect haircuts. And it's the same thing they were doing in the Old Testament when they were bowing down to these little figurines. Right. Because it's the same mindset. Yes. It's the same heart set. And, and you hit it with the yes, heart set. Right. And and because um, that where, where your heart, what your heart is focused on, what your heart is leaning towards, what your heart longs for, what your heart desires, that will tell you what your idol is. And if it's not God, 
then um, then it's a false god. Yes, absolutely. And go ahead. No, I'm looking for something. Okay. Well, and I was going to say actually, as you were talking, um, you know, through all of this um, lockdown with coronavirus, um, I have seen people. You know, what did you long for? What did you miss the most when um, when things got shut down? And and it's perfectly normal to say, oh, I really wish I could go to Target when it was first closed. But to make it be so, like, you can just hear the desperation in people's, oh, yeah. you know, when they talk about it and say, oh, I just, I really need to go to Target. Like, that is, like, the number one thing that they're worried about through all of this. Um, and so, you know, just, we talked about that last week, too, that what are the things that, that frighten you that mm-hmm. if you were to lose and that frighten you or what are the things that you daydream about? What are the things that get you excited? And if it's not God and yeah. it's not his word, then it's not, then it's an idol. Exactly. Think about when Jacob was, ch- um, when Laban, excuse me, was chasing after his sisters or whatever. Mm-hmm. They took the, you know, um, Rebecca, took the took idols, the idols right? and he's like i just want my idols back give me my right. idols back and i'm thinking what do you, you what about the people what about the people <laughs> and all he's worried about was his idols but i was thinking as you were reading there and i've heard it said many times and i believe it's true you really can look at somebody's checkbook and find yep. out yep where their heart i would say is. checkbook and calendar yes mm-hmm. and because you know in matthew 6 um the bible says for where your treasure is there your heart is also right what i mean seriously look in your checkbook see where you spend most of your money mm-hmm. Or overwhelming majority of your money. Right. And and I'm not talking about just your bills. Right. Your extra. Right. <laughs> that money that, that's there after the bills are paid. Right. What do you do with that? Right. So, and you know, and you can't serve two masters. It, it's right after that. It says no one can serve two masters. Um, so, uh, it's, it's like this. Um, when I say don't sell your soul. Don't let the world seduce your soul. Stay focused on Jesus. And that's really what he's getting at here because he tells us in a little bit that he's a jealous God. Right. What is that? So tell me what that means. I love well, this. I was, I was hoping you hadn't looked this up tonight. I really had this. Do you and really I was going to think I wasn't going was to look it up. I literally was going to drop it on you, be like, set it up, and then be like, guess what it means? Wait till y'all hear what it means. What is it? What is literally what does the word jealous right here mean? It means zealous. Or. And- Jealous. Or jealous. Okay. It literally means jealous. (laughs) Well, that's why I told Hank that that's when you know that you have a good Bible translation is because when the word in your Bible is the same word as what it means in the original language, then you know you have a good translation. Um, And before he got all excited about that. This portion of this thing is is by (laughs) Strong's Concordance. But before he got all excited, I was going to say we are told why. Yes. Why we should not make um, for ourselves carve carved images and bow down and serve them because God is a jealous God. Yes. And when we hear the word jealous, um, we think of how we can be jealous and that's a negative thing. Um, But with God, that's not what it is. It's not an envious thing. It's not um, the negative aspect of jealousy that we have, but it is a zealousness. It is a, um, he won't tolerate competitive, um, competitors he won't he does not share his glory um he does not um i can't read my notes because i don't my glasses um our devotion must be given to him see i knew i had something good written down i couldn't read it 
we must give our devotion only to God and only to God. That's what He desires yes. because He is zealous for our not only devotion. not only what He won't desire, what He demands. Yes, you said it best. With, right, with absolutely. That. Yes, He does desire it, but really, ultimately, He, he demands, demands it. it. Right, right. But and that's what He's jealous for is yes. that our for our devotion. I love how you just put that though. I don't know what I said. You said <laughs> God is not jealous like we are about these right. other. He's not jealous of Buddha. Right. Buddha was some dude. Right. He's not jealous of Confucius, or he's not jealous of Muhammad. Mm -hmm. He's not jealous of of Joseph Smith or John Russell, and he's not jealous of those dudes. He just looks at him and says, "You're nothing but a sinner. Need to get saved." Right. He's not jealous of those guys. He's jealous for us. He wants us to be. He understand this, y'all. God loves you with an undying love. God loves you when you were still yet sinners. Christ died for you. Why? Because he's jealous for you. And you should be jealous for God, and you should be jealous for everybody. I love what Paul wrote when Paul said, I'm jealous for you uh, like a parent that wants you to go to heaven, and you want this, like a a husband for a wife, and that's what I want. And then he said this, and I want to ask you this out there. Are you so (laughs) zealous and jealous for others to come to God? You'd be like Paul says, I myself would go to hell if all of my brethren would come and accept him as Mm -hmm. Lord and Savior. We've lost that. Right, yes. A few weeks, when we take a little break, we're probably going to deal with evangelism. We've lost this thought of, first off, I think the devil has made us think that hell is a joke, that it's not real. Mm -hmm. All dogs go to heaven. Right. You know, I think that's really what he's, I'm just going to be honest, I I really think most churches have become very much universalist. Yeah. We just think everybody goes to heaven. Right. There's no judgment. There's no hell because it's God's love. (laughs) And if he loves you, then you just got to go to heaven because he's one big, just one big grandpa. And I'm just laughing because I can see him. I can see Hank. See, while, uh, I can see Hank while he's saying that. <laughs> but that's not it, right? Not at all. He's not only a jealous God. Earlier in this um, book, he's called a consuming fighter. Yes, mm-hmm. he will not allow your sins to go unpunished. Right. Whether it was that Jesus took your punishment, or you're going to take, take the it. punishment when you end up in a place called hell. Right. Guys, girls, come on, y'all. He's not playing. Right. There is a test at the end of your life. One question. Which is? How did you deal with Jesus? Right. Who do you say Jesus is? Yep. That's I, it. That And God is telling you right here. He says it. I'm the one God, and you will not have any others before me. Period. You could. He could have stopped right there. Yep. With all of these and been like, that's it. Follow them too. We would have still broken right. them. <laughs> we wouldn't have been able to. Well, in Exodus 34, we're told that his name is jealous. And so we've talked before about God's names, and we've talked about how that shows his character. And so just I just wanted to mention that because it shows that that is who God is. That is part of who God is, is his jealousy. Um, because, and it's a zealousness. It's not an enviousness. So, uh, and so let's go back to this thought. Remember, number one, the object of our worship, and number two is how to worship. So here's the question before us now, I I think. How do we worship? Mm -hmm. Well, you remember the story and um, when the woman at the well, uh, you know, we all, we get caught up. The story in and of itself is tremendous, but I really get um, um, jazzed up at the very first of the story when it says he had to go through Samaria. Right. And then at the very end, 
um, when when she goes, she's me come meet a man who told right. me everything, everything I did. Right. That's crazy talk. Yeah. But in verse twenty four of John four, he's he says, "Listen, you guys don't." He tells he says, "You guys don't have a clue what worship was about." Mm-hmm. Basically, say the Jews don't either, really. Right. But there's a time coming when he says you must worship God in spirit, right, and in truth. Yes. Number one in spirit. That means by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's really the Holy Spirit. Man, he just makes it come alive. Yep. I'm telling you, I was just sharing with you about my favorite book. You guys know it is what? <laughs> First John. She'll never I'll make never that mistake that again. again. <laughs> and so, for our church, I've given us a book of the month, and it's First John, and it is just—I literally am reading it every day, all five chapters. And I'm just taking notes and how the spirit and Friday it was crazy good. Just the Lord speaking to me, and so now I've added the second word that that book talks about. Mm-hmm. Number one is no. Yep. Although no has two different Greek words, yes. we're not going to get off into this rabbit trail. <laughs> the other word is abide. Yep. I never realized until this past week how many times the word abide is used in right. there. And so what John is saying is, listen, you can know you got truth, and you know it by living in the Word and letting the Word come alive in you. And the way that the Word comes alive in you is that the Holy Spirit empowers the Word, and then it shines the light of Jesus in your heart into those dark places of your heart and all the dark cavities that you have, and shines the light of Jesus, and then it comes alive, and it changes who you are, that you want to be more like Jesus. I'm about to preach. Yeah. (laughs) So, then in truth. Right. (laughs) Which is just the truth Truth, of Jesus. Jesus says, I am the way. The truth, the truth and the right. life. So right. we have all that. So why don't we worship that way? Right. Because <laughs> he's looking at me like there's the question for the for day. It. Okay. Well, I think we've talked to you. You meant you said it already because of the sin mm. that we are mired in, that we live in, that we um, walk about in. Not necessarily if we're in Christ, we're, you know, we're not walking in that sin, but it's all around us. And so because of that, then because then our focus is taken off of where we are supposed to be and our hearts are, are tuned to other things because of that sin. And I like what Paul wrote to the church at Corinth. He says, we're blinded. Yep. When the word is preached, we're blinded because they put a veil over the face. He's specifically talking about his Jewish brothers, but for us as well. Mm-hmm. And then I think about Romans chapter 1. Um, starting at verse 24, his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the whole world in the things that have been made, so they are without excuse. For although they knew God, and I have in my Bible ripped out of this key, for though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools. And exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creepy things. Therefore, God gave them up to the lust of their hearts, to impurity, dishonoring of their bodies among themselves. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator. Mm-hmm. Well, in, in, I mean, it takes me back to verse 2 of chapter 20. That he, I mean, he starts off these Ten Commandments with saying, I am the Lord your God. Mm -hmm. And so going back to your question, I think that um, there's, we don't acknowledge that that's who he is. That he is the Lord our God. And that's what Romans 1 is all talking about. That we're not acknowledging that that he is God, even though we know it. Mm -hmm. But we don't acknowledge it. 
And so because we don't acknowledge it, then we don't worship in spirit and truth because we're just, we're not in that heart set. In a, How did people not see that there's got to be a God? I, I don't I don't really get evolution. <laughs> I, I don't, and I'm being in all seriousness. How can you not look out and see, and I, I'm not into this, um, um, what is it, um, intelligent design. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's got some flaws in a few places. It's better than evolution. Right. Behind the design, there's got to be an intelligent designer. Um, how could you look at the world and how it goes around and the seasons and all the animals and the the way the the world works and it's on its axis at just the right tilt yes. and just the right speed and just far enough right. and not too close <laughs> right and not go there's a god right that right that that's what makes Romans chapter one that's why I want to read it. His invisible attributes are clearly, the Bible says, clearly right. seen. Right. That means without any mistake, mm-hmm. clearly seen. Right. And so, you know, we, let's just, all right, let's come back to this. And I know you've got some other things. And, and let's go back to what I said that he doesn't play. And I know you had some stuff written down. So we have an object to worship and we're told how to worship. And then when we fail to worship God like we're supposed to, there are consequences. Right. So he goes on to con- to um, and continues and says um, that he visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children. Now, this is what you need to listen to <laughs> closely because I know where she's going. I think. <laughs> well, he did read my notes. Um, that we need to notice that it says of those who hate him, mm-hmm. um, and set that set in contrast then to those who love him, which we'll talk about in a minute. But it also is says to the third and fourth generations. So, so then go, moving on, it says, but he shows his um, steadfast love to thousands of generations for those who love him. Yeah, big difference. One is just fathers, and then the other is thousands. Thousands, right, right. So, I, I mean, I, I, I have heard people use the excuse for their sin. Well, that's just the way my family is. And that's just the way, but this right here tells us that he can redeem us and he can break that chain. Um, he can break that sin chain in your family's life. He says third or fourth generation fathers, um, for those who hate him, but for those who love him, his steadfast love is for a thousand generations. And so, if you're in one of those families, wouldn't you love to be that generation that starts that thousand years? You'd be the change. Yes. Wouldn't you be the change? Shouldn't you be? Wouldn't that be awesome? That'd be awesome. It's Let's what do Dan's that. hat says right now. Those <laughs> that would say that this is how my family is, that's a bunch of hooey. <laughs> that's literally what Dan's hat says. Producer Dan's hat says hooey. I could. Okay. I didn't know where he was going with that one. <laughs> but is that not true? I mean, yes. don't just. That's laziness. Right. Well, just how I mean. Oh, my land. To get off your butt and read. Right, right. Jeez, man. God wrote the Bible. (laughs) Or don't get caught up in being um, discouraged because you think, well, this is how my family is and this is where we're at because God can change it. Exactly. God can take one person out of a family and change that person and you have no idea how much that can change the rest of the family. Or don't let it be that because you do have that past. Right. 
you don't think that you, you can come and right. get the love of Jesus. Absolutely. I want to remind you, it's not about who you are or what right. you've done. Absolutely. It's not. Nope. We're all sinners. The Bible says that if you break the law in one place, you broke the whole law. Yep. Translate it, we're all on equal footing in our sin. Right. Whether you're a mass murderer or your little granny that just never accepted, you're still a sinner. <laughs> right. I mean, being honest, you're right. just, now, some have piled up more sins. Right. Let's just be honest. So I do think there are, and I, we don't want to chase this rabbit, there are, <laughs> I think there are degrees of hell yes. because some people have piled up sins mm-hmm. of Hitler. Mm-hmm. You know, Hitler and granny are not going to, it's still going to be hell. Right. So, okay, as you said, listen closely. Right. Hell is hell. Yes. But might hell be a little hotter or more change for right. these Stalins, Hitlers, and that group right. than for granny? But it's still hell. It's right. still darkness. It's still going to be a lake of fire. Right. And it's still not nowhere. I promise that you want to go. Right. So you need to listen to that. He wants to. I want to quote again, Romans 5, 8, that while we were still yet sinners, Christ died for us. Right. Listen to those words. It doesn't, And listen to my words now. It's not what you've done to who he is. Right. He's a king of kings and lord of lords. He's a great redeemer because there's this redemptive scarlet thread of salvation that runs through the entire Bible Mm -hmm. that I I spoke about really quickly yesterday Mm -hmm. in passing. But that's what he's getting at. There's this redemptive. You can be redeemed. Yes. Matter of fact, you have been. You just hadn't accepted that free gift. Yes. Yes. It's there. Yep. For God so loved the world, not a select few. Right. Everybody. One and all. Yes. So, and our time's up. <laughs> of course. So, um, overriding thought. Man, we've it, this has been a lot of meat in this today. <laughs> you know, this ain't been a whole lot of milk. Boys and girls, you better get out of your <laughs> elementary ways and, and step up to the meat table. Well, first, I guess what I would do is I would go back and I would say that God says to us, I am the Lord your God. And I'm the only one that you are to worship, and this is how you are to worship me. And um, and that those are the things that we need to cling to from here. And I would say, as you said, mm-hmm. God demands to be the only God in our right. lives. He's preeminent, and right. he demands singularity. Yep. Not He's not, as you said, he's not going to allow you to have others. Right. It's just him and him alone. Right. He will not share his glory. Yes. So... Hang in there, guys, with and just honestly trust God. Yep. With all you got, trust God. Yep. I'm going to pray. Okay. And then we're going to close. Okay. All right. Father, we love you. We thank you for God, and we thank you for Jesus and the Holy Spirit. You are jealous, God, and you will not share your glory. Mm. So help us, Father, to know that, to accept that, to change our life, to reflect that, and then walk in that. So, Lord, we love you today. God be with us, we ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, I am Pastor Hank, and this is the Mosaic of Mary, and I have my home slice. Good to be here. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye, y'all.